This podcast is brought to you by our Patreon supporters. Go to patreon.com slash today to help us continue creating new content for the Dark Age of Camelot community. That's patreon.com slash Here's this week's State of the Game. Welcome, everybody, to the State of the Game for May 18th, 2021. I am Ramek, and I am joined tonight by Amadora, who uh, has joined us uh, on the last one, the last uh, State of the Game with Tunes, but we've got him uh, flying solo tonight. Really excited to talk to him. Hello, sir. How are you doing tonight? I'm wonderful. Just wonderful? Just wonderful. All right. Tired, yeah. tired and wonderful. Yeah, tired. I hear you on the tired part, too. I am I'm exhausted. Um, had a long day, but we're here to talk about DAOC and all of the news and events. Um, we've got some player submitted questions. And, and by the way, before we get super deep into it, if you want to go and submit your own question, you can go to discord.ramicmedia. Sorry, wrong link. S.O.T.G dot ramicmedia.com state of the game sotg.ramicmedia.com and you can submit your questions in the google form they'll pop up we'll answer them live um, we've got a few already um, we're gonna go through these one by one um, and of course we'll uh we'll cover chat topics too so um the first question uh that we've got up uh that was sent in is about caldonia and specifically related to the anti-zerg mechanic and if it's having any effect so, Ammer, you played Caldonia last night. Uh, I'm sure you saw some of the overwhelming force spam. Um, before maybe we dive into the details of how it works, tell me if you think, or maybe we could talk about the whole thing, but tell me what you think. Is it working? Is it not working? Uh, my, my experience with it, I, I rolled last night about 11 Eastern. Um, so by the time I got on, I think most of the Zergen was over. There was still kind of an Alb Zerg at the CK, I didn't see the uh, overwhelming numbers spam, so I'm assume that 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 either I just missed it or it wasn't there. Um, as far as does it work or not, I, I don't think it's going to matter at first. I think it'll start to matter once people get into the upper levels and use and the RP uh, cuts start to really matter. I mean, what's what, what's the uh, the penalty is is like three times reduced RPs or something like that? Yeah, like so with, I don't I don't know. I actually don't know exactly what the penalty is. I know that it kicks in when there's a three to one advantage just in terms of numbers on the battlefield. Call it what you will. But but I mean, you know, suppose it cuts your RPs in half. Half of four is two. So it'll I think we'll start to see it matter a lot when you get into the 30s and 40s and especially when we get to the weekend. Uh, I noticed, too, that people weren't getting kill credit. As a result of being in that area, it seemed like uh, that overwhelming force was taking the kill credit. Um, I don't know that for sure. That was just a brief observation of mine. But being out there and dealing with people, uh, dealing with like large numbers, and there weren't that many last night. There weren't that many Zergs out and about. Uh, in fact, I don't think we got rolled once by personally. Don't think I got rolled once by a Zerg. I think uh, I saw the spam, but it seems to be working a little bit, but I, yeah, I think maybe we'll see a, a, a larger, um, it'll be more obvious as you said, um, in the higher levels, but yeah, reduced RPs. It seems like there's no kill credit, although maybe we'll get some clarification on that. 
Um, but Pronder in chat says it's been insane this afternoon. I'm looking forward to after the state of the game, jumping in and, and having uh, having some fun and playing around out there. Um, so uh, anyway, we can go very quickly um, and look at the, the notes real quick again on Caledonia, just as a as a quick recap. Um, the um, the realm point system is described here or the penalty system, rather. And I'll read it as follows for those who are, are listening in the podcast. A new realm point penalty system has been introduced to the Caledonia zone for kills done by overwhelming forces. Realm points are drastically reduced for kills when a realm mount numbers the other by three to one odds or more. This penalty currently only triggers when the attacking realm has 25 plus members in the area of the kill. The system is designed to encourage groups to roam around separately more during the event. The kill counts uh, for completing quests have been reduced at the early ranges and champion level experience. Okay, so this has nothing to do with that, but... Um, it's 25 plus or more members in the area of the kill, three to one odds. And that's how it works. So anyway, I don't I don't think there's um, I don't think there's any. So I know I'm watching Ammer talk and chat. I don't think there's any damage that's done to players that are, you know, in this overwhelming force or zerging people down. Uh, very similar like Folly or Trell or more works. I don't think that's it. But you just don't get any or barely any reward at all for participating so you can do it but you're not going to get anything out of it that's my take um okay do you have anything I mean, else we'll to say see, about go ahead yeah we'll still see people zerg i mean yeah that's 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 the nature of it people get killed they don't want to die they start running with other people the zerg builds up the anti-zerg mechanic will help um award people for roaming but I, it's not going to prevent people. You have to remember that games are, are run by incentives, not disincentives. And they're trying to disincentivize Zerging. Um, I think a better mechanic would be to incentivize roaming, give an RP bonus if you're not Zerging or something to those effects. Oh, that's interesting. So just kind of flip this whole idea on its head and, and do it the other way around. Yeah, because no one wants to die. Right. And so as soon as people start to die in an eight man, they're going to start to Zerg, regardless of whether they're getting fewer RPs, because fewer RPs is worth more than no RPs. This is true. Um, I will say that on that note, there's a lot of death in Caldonia, regardless of how good you are or what realm you're on or what your group comp is like. You will get rolled. That's but the great thing about the return to action is that it's very quick. Uh, especially in the lower levels, uh, there's, I think it's only 60, I, I think in the first few levels, there's no deadhead at all. It might last a couple seconds. For the first few levels after that, uh, it's it's only 60 seconds. It's very quick. You get buffs, you get your gear, you're right back into it. Um, and also, for those who have not played Caldonia and might not know, you can recall your group. So if you're out of combat and one of your folks dies, um, they can go to the portal, the obelisk, in the in the portal town in Caldonia and say they're ready and it will report them in the portal town plus the group that's out roaming to the same spot open field. So it's very easy to like you don't have to sprint across the map to try and meet people. Personal bind recall stones work in Caldonia, too. So you can use that once and uh, every blue moon. Um, and, uh, uh, Kruich, uh, says in chat, apparently you get the credit in the buff town too. Yeah. Uh, last night I was getting, I was, I was, le I leveled, I think twice in the portal town <laughs> nice. as, as nice. other people were making kills. So yeah, 
Oh, you can't. Um, yeah, you you still you, there's still because uh, I think it's zone wide credit. So if you if somebody completes a mission, you still get that credit, and therefore you can level. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Could be wrong, but that's just my take. Anyway. If Prodder says it was crazy today, it's crazy today. I'm really excited to get back into it. And by the way, for those uh, who have not joined, there are three days left. There are three days left from 3 p.m. or so two and say two and two and change days left to go ahead and create your tune and get into the Caledonia instance. And so you should do it. And it, to um, to that point last night, Ali uh, had a level nine thing and he was carrying six of us that came in as level one real late. And we were level nine in about a half hour. Yep. So I, I feel like this is a, this is the thing where if you if you join late, have some of your friends invite you that are higher level or, or if you're a high level, don't be shy about inviting low level people. The XP will come very, very quickly. Um, uh, yeah, I leveled two tunes to level nine in the matter of about an hour last night. So it was nuts. I see Am- Ammer smiling here. Um, there was a, a slight correction uh, as to as to uh, Ollie's pronouns. But anyway, story for another day. Um, hi, Ollie. Good to see you. Glad you're here with us tonight, too. OK, uh, the next question is, um, which is not that. Here we go. Would you say the broadsword has spent uh, their resources wisely? Uh, talking about the patch uh, and CC and the pet shield changes. Personally, I would rather get this precious dev time into making improvements, modifications broadly supported by players or even adding content to Caldonia event, for example. Ammer, what say you about this? Um, There's a lot to say, obviously. Uh, I don't think anyone's happy with how Broadsword does things, but at the same time, they do have limitations. My biggest gripe, gripe about the whole how they do things is just a lack of communication. I think that it would have been really nice to hear more news or it would be nice to hear more news more often, even if it's just tiny little uh, patches. Um, You know, today we're fixing this, today we're fixing this. It gives the appearance of a live game, which I think is more important than whether it is alive or not. Um, As far as how they spend their resources, the Caledonia event is... Uh, as I think about the population since the last one, um, it's where the population's happening right now. And so whatever change affects Caledonia is having the largest impact on the player base in Caledonia, which, you know, whether you agree with that or not, that that is the reality of it. Um, as far as other changes they could do, I, we could probably spend the next 10 years arguing about what they should and should not change, what they should do, what they shouldn't do, this, that, and the other thing. Um, I wish they would just talk to us more. I, I understand that the resources are limited. I don't understand how programming works as far as video games go. I don't know how much time it takes to do things. Maybe it's really easy and they're just doing other stuff. Maybe it's really hard. I, I, I can't say. Um, I just wish they talked to us more. This is what we're doing. I know that Catacombs was mentioned as coming back uh, almost four years ago. Um, it's still not back. Uh, it would be nice to just hear news every like once a month, you know, John comes on once a month and gives a little, you know, this month, uh, we worked on this or we were doing this or we're, you know, just whatever it is, just something to keep the game alive as far as that they're still engaged with it. Cause I think the biggest gripe people have is that they don't feel the game is be as being engaged with as much as it, as it should be. Um, it's a tough spot that they're in because the population isn't big. The resources are limited. 
And I know that they are trying long-term projects that we don't really get news of. And I think that if we got news of it, that that would go a long way to helping people see what's happening. So on that, I don't know, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree with the communication part of things. I, I think more is better in that sense. Um, but on the flip side of that, they are, you know, we have to we have to like acknowledge the elephant in the room. They're competing with a free shard, mm-hmm. and you can't give up the ghost and just tell tell people and literally lay out your roadmap. If it's somehow going to influence what's happening on the shard that so far, for whatever reason, Electronic Arts and Broadsword haven't been able to or 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 will not, for whatever reason, um, take them offline. Maybe they can't. I don't know. Not a lawyer. Just play one on TV. Uh, But they're like choreographing everything that's going to happen in the game for an extended period of time is potentially like detrimental to the development process for broadsword. That's just my, that's my take. Um, I, I want more communication. I think there are some things that can be shared that would not, uh, that would not influence what's happening on the shards. Um, and I think a general roadmap, like I love development roadmaps. I love when, uh, when they actually cut, like when they materialize, when things happen, not like Unchained, where there was a development roadmap and it slipped by six years. Um, I'm talking about like <laughs> broad goals, not specifics, just like check check boxes as you go down a calendar. You know, we did this. We did this. We're getting closer to that. We've got a surprise. We've got this event, you know, like basic stuff. Um, but I I understand in part why they haven't said much. Maybe not so much about the the alternative server, whatever you want to call it, but just in general. Uh, What I will say about the question, which was, do you think Broadsword spending their resources wisely? Um, Well, anonymous question poster. I don't know what how much time they've got on their hands. I don't know how many developers they've got. I don't know how long it took for them to make the change for CC and pet shields. I don't know what they're working on and more than likely neither do you. And it's not a criticism of the person asking the question, but we get worked up. I think as a community about these things that aren't done and like, Oh, it's a waste of time. And Oh, why do this? And why do that? But there is somebody, somebody being John, the producer of the game that is looking at it from a 5,000 foot view And these changes might impact more than just you in X scenario. um, Coding in this game, I've heard and I can only imagine how difficult it is to make changes with the existing server code and the and the client and the way it's all written. But I think the the more time consuming process in the development cycle of Dark Age of Camelot is figuring out what to do and how to do it and how it impacts everybody in the game. We've talked about this on prior state of the games, but how a a debuff or how a change to a spell can affect people in solo situations and smalls and eights and zergs, how it can be exploited or used in PVE, right? Like all of these things add up. And I think I would imagine it takes a lot more time to figure out what you're going to do than just doing it. Um, maybe because the code is archaic, maybe it's more 50, 50, but 
It's complicated, guys. I mean, it's like seriously complicated. I think. Uh, go ahead. I I think um, also like we have to think about the Kuji changes. You know, the Kuji changes changed the meta of the game. They were substantial. They were huge. I think back to how the game was between about um, 2008, um, a couple like a couple years after Labyrinth had come out, and we were done with with expansions and the Kuji changes. And the game kind of got it was very balanced. I don't think anyone, I, I would argue with anyone that that was the most balanced this game's ever been. Um, but it got stale. We were bored. It was the same stuff every day. It it, it just got very tedious. The Kuji changes came in. They shook up the meta. Um, they could have been implemented differently. Maybe they could have been implemented better. Maybe, you know, this could have depended on, this could have been done. But they took a big risk and a lot of people left and a lot of people still um, gripe about it. A lot of people still have comments about it. A lot of people still hate it. They have to be risk averse. I think in the changes that they make now, I think that they have to be careful not to drive off even more people. I mean, we are kind of, you see the population in new frontiers lately has been kind of down. Um, I, 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 there's class changes. I wish they would do. There's, there's changes to incentives. I wish they would do. But it all has to be done in the framework of how many people are we going to lose? How many people are we going to gain? And I don't know what changes that they can make that are going to pull enormous amounts of people in. Um, the Caledonia event does a good job. I've been seeing names that are from the back in the day uh, um, online lately, which is nice. I, uh, I would like to know if there's anything done to keep these people. I would like to know if there's any kinds of plans for what do we do after Caledonia? And I'm willing to give Broadsword a little bit of benefit of the doubt here just because it's still in the experimental phases where they're figuring out what works, what doesn't work, what do people have fun with, what don't people have fun with. And, um, you know, I think that Kuji taught us to be careful what you wish for. Uh, def- say more about that. What do you mean, be careful what you wish for, the Kuji stuff? Well, I mean, the Kuji change is like, I mean, I was really involved with the assassin changes and and they completely changed how the assassins worked. Assassins went from being um, just a, um, like a strong light tank uh, in 2014 and 2015 where they could beat most classes, but you you could counter an assassin to the 2016 uh, version of assassins. And it was was more powerful than any version that I had ever played. And I played the assassin from day one and it was just so much the necro changes from my understanding the necros we know and love today are three nerfs away from where they were when they were first introduced so i have to imagine that that was just unbelievable um we saw how the pet change went where the pets were just out of this world um there were just a lot of overwhelming i win buttons put into the game and a lot of people had wanted changes like that and then we saw him get put in and and it it you know the game's not fun when somebody can just insta blap you and we saw a lot of that happening and they've toned it down again to where um the game's much more fun for me than it was in 2015 where you're stacking all the charges and uses and stuff but um there's still very powerful classes relative to others in a way that we haven't seen since Labyrinth. When uh, the world, I would say that the last time we've seen such an imbalance in classes uh, before the Kuji was when um, Warlocks were originally nerfed from their from their original form, which was mighty. Uh, I mean, I 
I'm under the impression that the game is, at this point, is pretty well balanced, all considering, like in a better state than it has been in years. Do you agree or disagree with that? It's more balanced than it was in the immediate aftermath of the Kuji changes when they would come out with the class changes. Um, as a rank 12 Savage, do I need free charge five? No. Um, it's nice. I like to be effectively <laughs> rank 15, but do I need that? No. Um, I would like to see there be a lot less Wilson toys. Too many classes can get away now. I think that that's detrimental. It, it encourages a play style of, of retreating. And I think that once a fight's engaged, there, there need to be ways to keep that fight engaged so people can't flee. I think that that, that helps make things a little imbalanced in the sense that, that, you know, I think back to the game in the past, you couldn't disengage from combat nearly as easily as you can today. And it's encouraged a lot of Wilsoning at all levels of play style, whether it's solo fights, small man's groups or Zergs, you see a lot more just straight up, I'm not going to have this fight. And there's tools to, to escape that. Um, I think the game overall is less balanced than it was in 2012, 2014, but that was 10 years, 12 years worth of changes that had gotten us to that point. Whereas the Kuji changes, the, the world we live in and now is only four or five years old. So yeah. I don't, I don't think that that's like an indictment on anybody. Um, and I think that the biggest imbalance that happens in this game is population. Um, I know from a solo perspective, everyone has their toys up most fights. Um, that's probably true of group fights. And the active timer toys are meant to be I win buttons, and they're not directly balanced with each other. And I don't think they should be. But the low population makes those toys more powerful than they would be if there were enough people playing where you don't have those timers up. I remember... Um, on my infiltrator, I used to have to run purge five all the time, and and I would still fight half my fights without any purge. Whereas nowadays, I run purge three, and and even still, most most fights I have purge up for. And I think of abilities like mock, di, uh, pr, sauce, um, you know, the various rank fives, which have you know they run the gauntlet of what what's what's powerful and what's not. And having those timers up in all fights, I think, is a big part of why things are, are imbalanced to the degree that they are today. I, I don't think that they're dramatically imbalanced. They're still imbalanced there. Um, uh, I, I think the, the idea that there is risk going into New Frontiers and the idea that there is an easy out for people that enter where they can pick and choose fights in some way has, I think, eroded the skill, the 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 level of skill that you see across the game, right? If people yeah. were forced to fight, and this is true for every playstyle, yep. Um, it the it, it I'm, I'm I don't think it would weed any player, maybe a few, but really, not, I don't think it would really weed any players out. I think it would just mean that this the skill level for everybody in the game would go up, um, and and. You know, it, there are so many groups, mine included, who have done this at some point all the time, sometimes, you know, where they say, oh, the timers are down. Like, let's just do, circle around until purchase up. And exactly what you're saying, um, if there was more fights, then it wouldn't even be a question. I mean, I guess you could go hide, but like more, more than likely, you're just going to get used to engaging when you don't have all of those I win buttons up. 
Um, and you're gonna and you're gonna you're gonna time them because you don't want to burn everything in one you know in one fight. You want to kind of space them out a bit. Even if you're gonna lose the fight, you know, like on my infiltrator, I think back in the day, I would fight every about three or four minutes uh, with her. With and this wasn't like in Dual Town. This was camping bridges, camping keeps. Knowing that I would be in a fight in two, three, four minutes meant I wasn't gonna unload on all my toys every single fight because. I would probably need something for another fight. And if I just wanted to beat this one person badly enough to burn everything that came at the cost of, I'm going to lose the next few fights. We don't really pay that price anymore. And I think that that's part of the problem with the balance that exists today. Hold on. I'm just, I'm just taking notes, submit feedback on removing free charge on savages. Okay. Got that. Perfect. Just yeah, I mean, make, make sure honest, I wrote that I, down. I, I'm, try, I'm trying to be objective when I'm up here. I'm not trying to be my Discord self where I'm just full of shit. You know, I'm trying to be like objective. <laughs> Objectively, light tanks don't need free charge. Um, okay, so on that note, um, there was a question in chat that was posted. Actually, it's not on that. It was a terrible segue, but we'll go to it anyway. Can Ammer answer why he wants uh, Alps to fight open field? Because that's where he wins, but doesn't want to fight and keeps where Alps win. What's the middle ground for that? hashtag anti-rescue. So I'll, I'll tell you guys what I tell Legan when, I, when I'm in messaging with him. When Tim comes out and, and whether he wins and then uh, on Sunday night, we had great fights. They beat us in KM. They beat us at the Benno Bridge. Um, we beat them at Burke. Uh, they beat us at, uh, I think we lost at Crouch that night. Um, or maybe that was another night, but there, there were great fights. My opinion of it is that when the Alps come out, knowing that they have a disadvantage in the open field, but when they come out and they make the action dynamic, we have an obligation to hit a keep at the end of the night. I want to take the keep. I want to win the fight at the keep, but it's not acceptable for us to demand straight open field fights any more than I think it's acceptable for Alps to demand we always hit the same keep every single night that they've got you know, 500 pieces of siege set up in, and they've just been sitting there with their thumbs up their butts, just waiting for us to do something. The game thrives when the fights are dynamic. The game thrives when the fights are happening regularly. Sunday night, I think every person that played in the BG had at least six figure RPs. I had 140 K in my group. I looked at uh, nameless's group. I saw that they had 160, 170 K. If I remember correctly, um, the game was so much more fun when that was happening and when it comes to the zergs the zergs keep the game open they pay the bills for for broadsword and people are not going to log in to play the zergs when people are not fighting last year at this time and not even at this time but late summer rescue would have 90 to 100 albs in his zerg to our 50 to 60 and he would flee and i think that a big reason alp has lost so much population over the last year proportionally more so than mid has is that nobody wants to log on to sit in a keep all day. If you give us open field fights, I, I will always push to hit a keep because I want every person that's playing this game to make a ton of RPs. I want every person that's playing this game to have a lot of fun. I want every person in this game to have a reason to log in tomorrow. That's my stance on it. Um, I, I agree. Half, yeah. half, of the albs, half the albs run as soon as they do it. I don't understand it. I'm pushing in so hard knowing that everyone's just going to run around me 
And I know that if every single one of those casters, not even if half those casters just said, screw it, I'm going to die, but I'm killing a mer. I'm dead within the first two seconds of every single fight because I'm just like, fuck it. There's no one that's going to try to stand up to me. And that's, I just stop running. Just fight. You're playing a video game. You're not dying in real life. You're playing a video game. Just do your best. Come out. I promise you. Well, this is news to me. For you. I'm pre- I was I was sure that there was some sort of in, uh, real life like ramifications for dying. Um, uh, Ask Rescue. Rescue's <laughs> the person who I've argued with over in, in uh, when I when I would um, scout for Bill and and um, Rescue in the in, on the OutBG. Bill would set up fights for Rescue to win, and he would he would say because Rescue would complain that Bill always used them as bait, which I you know. To be fair to rescue, that was not, probably true. Yeah, not entirely inaccurate. You know? But Bill and 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 Lovely would would tell Rescue, okay, we're going to be here. We're gonna pull the mids to us. We're gonna get slaughtered. You're gonna come hit them and make our peace. And Rescue would just ignore them because he, Rescue didn't want to be told what to do. And I know Rescue gets worked up about how many realm points the other realms make, like. Well, so it, it, to interject about this, because I, I hear you and I hear your frustration. I know um, Bill was not always the most receptive either. Um, the two uh, would constantly uh, like sort of end up in these pissing matches, for lack of a better term, um, on a regular basis. Uh, and just being in the on the DKOC side of things. Right. And also leading DKOC BGs. But like, you know, being being with Bill most nights, um, uh, it, it was it was rough. Um, Bill also, by the way, is known for his Wilsoning. Bill was always the first one out of a fight and was always first one. the first one out of the fight, still calling the fight while hightailing it away from the fight. Bill um, doesn't even know what the fights happen. Yeah, he doesn't know. Anymore. He's just he's, but he's but but if he it. if he shouts confidently, you know, with his yes, yeah, sauce, yo, push in, put, you know, and people are just like, yeah, let's do it. And nobody knows the difference. Nobody knows whether he's actually there or not. But he was usually on the group map, the first one out the door. Um, that's just Bill. Uh, it, you said something uh, on the last state of the game, which was that, you know, if 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 the the larger number BG just has to take it's like their responsibility. They just have to take the initiative. Right. And and, I, I, and hit I, I keeps. Right. That. It is. It's okay. true. It's true. And it's just that I know this weekend was frustrating. Like I logged in both BGs just to count numbers and then see what was in them. Alps had a bigger BG Friday. Alps never came to EV on Friday. That's frustrating. Um. It, it, you know, I, I, when I was going on my rant on Saturday, one of the Hib players uh, talked about, like, what do you want us to do? I think Hibs had maybe three groups, maybe four, but they were very much outnumbered. And I said to him, like, I don't expect you to do anything. You've only got a handful of groups. Realistically, what can you do? The problem when the Alps play the way that they do, and I'm going to say the Alps because it's mostly the Alps doing this, although this is an issue that exists at all times where – you'll see small mans or groups come and hit the solo zone and completely dodge other groups that they could be fighting and just do everything they can to avoid those groups it's to easy. come hit the solos. Because it's easy, that's right. And that's where I, I talk about we need to redefine the incentives of the game to make that not incentivized. But back to the Zergs, when the Alps sit in a bolt and, and they sit in Benno and they've got equal or near equal numbers, 
they make it so that the Hibs cannot play the game that night because the Hibs only only recourse would be to ask jam a fight that's happening. And if a fight doesn't happen, the Hibs can't join in. And in an open field fight, even if the Alps have, say, 50, and we've got 60, which we typically don't have more than 60 on average. If the Alps have 50, we've got 60. But the Hibs have two or three groups that are going to hit from behind, and they know that the Alps are going to be fighting. They're going to come out and hit from behind, and we've got nice three-way fights then. And and the truth is, is every round wins those fights. Every single round wins those fights. But it has to be consistent action. When it's not consistent action, there's no incentive for the Hibs to come try to ass jam. There's no incentive to try to do this. There's no incentive to try to do that. The game has to have dynamic stuff. It just does. On, on Sunday night, the Alps defended. They attacked. They fought open field. The game was a blast. Everybody made round points. I wish that's how it was every single night. If it was, I feel like we would see double the population at least. Um, if you removed, here's just a wild thought. If you removed all the keeps from New Frontiers, you removed all of the relic towns from New Frontiers, and you just made it one big open space, right? I'm not suggesting that Broadsword do that, but just here's a thought, right? To prove a point almost in a way. Um, if you don't have numbers to fight the opposing BG or superior tactics, you're probably going to die, right? That's maybe, mm -hmm. maybe. Um, but every death, you as a solo will say, I know you will, you'll vouch for this because every solo will say this and every person that smalls or eights will say this, is that hopefully every death you're learning something and you're getting better. Um, and so uh, uh, hopefully there, there has to be a thought process there. There, well, has, there has to be a thought. Process. And, uh, uh, and, and, and my solo self comes out now. Most Zergers are not putting in that time and effort to say, what can I be doing differently? If that was the case, I wouldn't have to argue with the mid Zerg about how catapults are not overpowered. Oh, They're I fine. agree with you. I just agree. Right yeah. out. Just, just don't, are you standing next to somebody? You're doing it wrong, and it's that simple. But how many months has this been going on? So, yeah. But to, to what you're saying is, it it's always easy to avoid a fight, though, if you don't want to fight. Whether you're sitting in bold, you're sitting in a relic town, you're sitting in a border keep, or you're just hiding in 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 the middle of nowhere. It's really easy to avoid fights. Um, I, I you know, you guys talk about population balance and stuff, and and that causes the problems. I, I would rather see a damage change as opposed to an RP change. A hundred percent RP bonus doesn't do anything. A hundred percent damage bonus. Maybe you'll get some kills and be able to do something. And that helps to keep the population a little bit more balanced. I, it's disincentivizing things just doesn't work. So it, he, it doesn't, it just doesn't. Let me, let me on that note, that thought. Um, one of the things that really concerned me all turned out not to be a concern really at all. Um, but one of the things that concerned me initially when I first like read about the obelisk change in the keeps and the and the um, the the um, whatever you want to call it, the reduction in damage, right, for those defenders and in the inner, um, I was really worried that the more elite eights would end up abusing it and would end up just like finding it's sort of it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, this concern, because that means that the. The eights who want to roam and want to find action would end up having to camp inside of a, a keep and like the right opportunity beyond the right realm, like where these keep fights are, are becoming um, more and more rare. 
but I was concerned that it would be it would be used in, in that way. Uh, when the RP bonuses were initially introduced, like whenever this was several years ago, um, the not always, but uh, most of the time you would find the more competitive eights like Zucru, for instance, on a realm with an RP bonus uh, because the under the underpopulated realm. My my fear about that idea and like I the I, the premise of this is great, but my fear is that you've got these more elite groups that would just end up swapping, right? Hashtag realm timers would end up just swapping over to a realm with a damage bonus. Um, and those those groups that are immensely. Uh, uh, mm, I don't want to put anybody down, but they're very skilled players, right? would end up just wrecking three, four, five groups. I mean, they already wrecked two or three at a time. They can. Um, that would be my fear about something like that. But I don't I, I mean, I agree with you that like an RP bonus might not be the right solution. And it might, in fact, be something similar to what we're seeing in Caledonia um, yeah. that that might that might, in fact, be the right, you know, the right approach. I just I I don't know. And this is like with that last question about you know, is broadsword spending their time wisely? Like this is where that like that got to got to thunk about these things long and hard before you even like execute code yeah. changes where these things probably involve the entire team, maybe not sitting around a table together. Right. But like sitting in a Slack channel together going, you know, it lets all the pros and cons. What could happen? And that's why these things take so long. Um, I yeah, it, you also just can't make people play a, a certain way. Like people will play how they play. Yeah, I know you guys want to talk about numbers and knobs and this and that. I, I remember vividly a fight once where Rescue had about 120 albs last summer. He had locked us into a tower. I think it was mid tower. We had three or four full groups. We were dead. And I, 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 I no idea why rescue told his BG to turn and run. They turned and ran and we killed, I'd say 80 to 90 of them as they ran away for no reason. Um, you can't make people play a certain way. You have to have, you have, you have, I mean, you have to be willing to play the game. You have to be willing to kill people. If you can't, no amount of, no amount of RP bonus or damage bonus or any other kind of bonus is going to get you to do that. If a person wants to do doppels and Wilson do a tower on a scout, there's nothing you can do to stop that other than take away doppels. And I mean, that's fine with doppels, but what do you do when it's an entire Zerg? What do you do when it's a Zerg leader who doesn't want to come fight? What do you do when it's, you know, uh, it's you, you can't make people. Yeah. You can't make people play a certain way. You can incentivize it. I would hope that people like following Tim and that they notice that Tim makes a ton of RPs and rescue doesn't really make many RPs. But, you know, I asked the observer, what would happen if the mids are just sat in Glen and we just sat in Glen one night? What do you think the game population would do if we just decided we're not going to hit the ops can come get us. We're just going to sit in Glen. The game well, dies. Well, we have, I we mean, have, we have history of that. We know, we know what that was like. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. many, for many, yeah. many years, we know exactly that specific right. scenario. We know exactly what that's like. Um, and it that's did not right. go and, well. And it didn't go well. And that was with with numbers. You know, we, on Alb at that time, we had Billings running 40, 50 at a time and Rescue was running 130. And yeah. Zyre Man would have, uh, I think his Zergs were at like 150, 170 at that point. And he would just sit in camp and, and 
it drives action away. People log on to fight. People log on to kill. People log on to to cast cool spells. And I feel like when that's not happening, people log off and we see the population drop. You have you have to fight. If you if you're gonna log on the game and step out into new frontiers, you have to fight. And if you're not gonna fight, you know, keep paying for the game. I, I want the game to survive, so keep sending them money, but why log on? Yeah, um, I think Womp Gaming has a good point. It's uh, they sit in bold and the chat. There's a social element to some of these BGs, and it's not just Al. There is a there's a there's a social element to some of these. The reason why Legan's BG, I think, in part ticked up so quick uh, was because he was he was always out moving. There was never I mean, there are times where he sits, but. I would say 95% of the time he's moving. It doesn't mean that he's necessarily hitting. I think the criticism of like he needs to hit more things on a regular basis. I think that's valid. Um, I think it's a I'm, I think he's done a lot more than most BG leaders, but I, I think more is better. But he's out moving. He's running around constantly and people you, that constant movement, right? That feeling that you're accomplishing something, that you're doing something, even if it's just these two virtual legs running around. Um, uh, it it means something to people. Uh, and then you get into like, you know, how successful is the BG and are they hitting things? And are they, is the BG leader forcing the BG to form proper groups with good composition? Like not always, right? And I ran the other night with you guys on mid and realized that like, I, I thought that the BG, like the comp of the BG was actually like really was a little bit better than it was in terms of in terms of the numbers. But like what he did is he said, like, we want more tanks, right? We want we need scalds for the siege buff. Like he made people roll scalds and that worked in a many ways. Uh, some of those changes worked, uh, you know, and, and uh, go ahead. People make the class for the BG that they see making the realm points. We've had a very successful mid tank group for the last year and a half as the, as like the, the group one, you know, so to speak of the BG and, and we've seen an uptick in tanks because of it. Um, I wasn't playing at the time, but I was told that when mid had the energy Thane train going, there was a massive shift towards the casters. I think back to, uh, uh, Jedi's BG last year when he was running that very successful BG, we I remember uh, Devil Dot pulling rank thirteen out in probably record time. I would don't, love don't to even, see the stats don't even on get that. Me, don't even get me started right? on that. And we, but we saw a huge shift towards that type of play style on Hib. We and we're pulling away from tanks. Rescues BG style creates an incentive to play casters to play heretics. Why would you play a tank group on Alb if every Alb is just going to run when your only opportunity to make run points is to push? And, you know, that's that's part of the challenge is if, if you want to be a BG leader, which Rescue's BG lead now for 20 years, you need to understand this. And for Rescue to continue to play his play style, there's a reason he doesn't have a rank 13 and every other BG leader that's played as long as he has has multiple rank 13s at this point. Um, I, 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 yeah, so, okay, I, I we get that. I don't, I, Rescue, um, I, I think with all of that being said, let's just flip the coin for a second. Rescue has provided, whatever your opinion is of it, Rescue's provided a stable BG. He's shown mm -hmm. up every night, right? Or most nights, at least now. Most nights, yeah. yeah. He there's a There's a place for Alps to go. Um, and 
we have a lot to thank him for, for being a constant in ALB in an ever shifting sort of environment. Right. So there's that he's given a lot for ALB. And, and I, I think, uh, frankly, he's sacrificed more. Uh, it may be just in terms of like not actually going like getting a whole lot of play in. Right. Like not actually going out and like doing these fights. He sacrificed a lot more. Um, but I, I'm with you that. uh there needs to be this shift and i i tim is tim's play style is just fundamentally different and i don't think asking rescue to change his play style is going to get anywhere um yeah i i would say rescue just needs to just stop leading the bgs and stop being so adamant that he has to lead the bgs i mean yeah he has been a stable presence but when you look at exodio Alb has had the fewest round points by realm every week for the last two years with maybe like a week here or there where they're not the last. A long-term trend like that happens for a reason. And it's not because Alb doesn't have the classes that can compete. Alb's got extraordinarily strong classes. It's... Do you okay? So on that point, do you think that... And this is... We have to transition to another topic after this. uh, But do you think that the play style of the LBG right we talked a few minutes ago about if you're constantly fighting you're getting better right you're out in the field like you're just you're improving right if there's if there's a lot of fights if your toys are down all of the if if everything is sort of running if all eight cylinders are firing you're get, you're getting better right is it if you're working to get better you're getting better yeah is it possible that just like this there's been some erosion in uh in the like the the group compositions and of like the 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 drive and motivation of a lot of like LBGers, right? And this is not a personal attack. It's not even an attack at all. It's just more of an observation that like uh, this particular play style has driven people to not think about good group comps and not think about how to play their tunes and maybe like just settle for what is and what has been for so long. I, I would say that that's not an out problem. That's a game problem. Uh, you think back to the old Kzar Zergs. There was a set, this is how you're going to be in your group. This is how you're going to be in your group. You think back to the old Captain Kent Zergs way back in the day. The old Anna Zergs, Watermelon Zergs. Um, it used to be that a Zerg was a collection of eight mans running together and and doing stuff. Over time, that slowly changed to just being a big pile fest where you just have a couple of groups or four, you know, three or four groups carrying it. That slowly windled down to now there's probably only one or two really strong. We're playing this type of setup. We're going to play these classes and we're going to make this happen. And the rest of the BG is just kind of, I feel like playing this class tonight and I'm just going to try to make it work. I don't think that that's wrong. I don't think that that's a bad thing. It's bad from a purely competitive side, but it's your money. You play the game how you want to play it. And if tonight you feel like playing this, tonight you feel like playing that, and that's how you want to do it every night, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so I don't think, uh, you know, I, I won't pin that on rescue. I won't say that that's rescue's fault. I won't say that that's a problem where the BGs just aren't trying to be as competitive. I think it's just the game itself has stopped on that. Like there's just not as many people who want to be super competitive and are really trying to do that. And the people that are tend to want to run their own groups. Like, you know, they talk about how an Alb 
Alp has more eight man groups. Hib has more eight man groups. Zergs aren't built off eight mans. There's not enough eight mans for that anymore. They're built off of just big piles of people doing stuff. On mid, we tend to not run an eight man. We tend to have the eight man within the Zerg and doing the thing. I, I wonder if Nameless's group or Creeper's group or Zoo, if he wants to do it, if they were to lead a BG, how that would look. Um, I know that it's stressful to lead a BG. I know that people don't like when I lead BGs because I'm too competitive. And so maybe those guys are, who are even more competitive than I am would would you know do better, but simultaneously drive more people away. So, well, I mean, Zoo has yeah. led the BG. I mean, there are yeah, been nights was, where he's jumped he's in. Great. And- yeah, yeah. The, 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 it boils down to just get in and fight, you know, just get in and fight. You don't have to. I'm not saying that you the Alps should have to hit the mids in the open field all night, every night. But the Alps should give the mids a good fight in the open field at least once a night. The mids should give the Alps a good fight at a keep at least once a night. And I think that if the BG leaders and this is all the BG leaders, this is Herorius, this is Moy, this is everybody. When you're the BG leader you impact the game population more than any other single factor at this point. If you take into account, how is my BBG doing? How is their BG doing? How can I try to balance this out a little bit? You know, the Alps keep running into us at blood say, and we're just slaughtering them mercilessly. Is it good for the game long-term to continue to do that as the, as an average person in the BG, do you have to think about that? No. But if you're the BG leader, do you th- should you think about that? I would argue you should, especially if you're going to lead the BGs long term like Rescue has. Yeah, I just wonder if 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 the folks leading the BGs as a whole are actually like concerned or thinking about because if they were, I think there there would there would have been a change. There would have been a shift already. And there I just mean, isn't. You, uh, you can ask Legan about it. I, I pressure him when the Alps have when the Alps have come out, when Tim has come out and fought us. I tell I I pressured Legan. I'll say, we owe Alba fight. Give it to them. Go fight them at Bled. I don't care if they're set up. I don't care if it's a high level. I don't care if we're gonna get slaughtered. They've earned that. They've earned that end to the night. Go give it to them. And if, and you know this is how we're gonna try to win this fight. Please listen, and you know we can try to make this happen. Because inevitably every BG loses because people don't listen. People go off do their own thing. So. But I mean, I, I think that that's how the game should be thought of from the BG leader's perspective. I'm responsible as the BG leader for everybody having fun, not just my realm. Uh, Sovereign says uh, the problem with the ones listed by Ammer, um, although I guess it's not here because uh, I don't have the window size correct. Maybe if I just do this, it will work. Hey, look at that. Sovereign says the problem with the ones listed by Ammer leading a BG is that they've been so crappy to the Al BG that those people that are rescue loyalists won't follow them. Here's my take on that. OK, um, Tim, if rescue's not on, people follow Tim. Tim leads. Tim is successful, right? Tim's a great BG leader. Um, they're the rescue loyalists that Sovereign is referring to are the people that will that will refuse to run with anybody else, regardless of the options that are available to them. Um, they will leave of- a public BG to form a new public BG to prove the point. Well, yeah, you've had some experience with that. You've had some experience with that. Um, The the thing that the thing that worries me a little bit about uh, 
the this core group and this is the last thing i'm going to say on it and then we've got lots of other topics that we have to move on to but um there are there's a hand there are a handful of people that will make it nearly impossible for any other alb to run abg public or otherwise when rescue has one on um and i've seen this time and time again i'm not necessarily talking about Ammer situation here where Amor created a BG and then Rescue came in and there was this tip for tat, whatever. That's not really what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about is there are people who are interested in forming a BG outside of Rescue's BG, and it's made it's it's made almost impossible to happen because of a, a handful of people that make it really, really difficult for whoever that is. Um, and I could I could prove this point by deciding I'm going to go ahead and lead an LBG make a date, you know, announce it, log in, and there will be instantaneous backlash uh, because I'm not with the realm. So, uh, you know, th there are two sides to this. And sure, rescue loyal, call them rescue loyalists. They're just whatever. They just like running with rescue. Um, I, you know, it's not like a cult or anything, but I, it just I it, it's very, very, very difficult to do anything other than one run with rescue on Alb if you're trying to run a BG. So um, uh, Tim uh, and Tim does a great job. I'm not trying to compare Tim to rescue here. Um, you know, they're two different players or two different people. They have two different sets of experiences, um, two different play styles, you know, whatever. Um, but anyway, I digress. So we really, I just, I just go ahead. One and, then we, and then we got to move on. Yep. Um, on Sunday, the Alb's. Uh, we took bled from the Hibs. The Alps had a hole opened in Bledmere, I think, two minutes after we took it. It was stunning. It was impressive. I thought Tim did that. I was told Rescue did that. If Rescue did that every night, he sets a different tone for the BG, and, and the night is just different. And I hope that what Rescue did on Sunday, getting to bled, trying to get in on that fight, he was a little late, but that's that I would, I'm not going to blame that on Rescue. He, he was a little late, but as soon as he got there, Alves opened a hole in, in Bledmere and turned it into a fight. And if that happened every night, win or lose, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you guys, it doesn't matter if you win the fights. If you leave the fight, if you leave the night and the whole night was filled with fights that you won, that you lost, that were just constant, you had a good night and, and you had a lot of fun. I, everyone has funds on those nights and I just wish we could make those nights happen more. I agree. Um, and I think we all want to see rescue succeed. We want to see all the BG leaders succeed. Um, we just want more action. That's really, that's the source of the criticism here. Nothing personal against any of these folks at all. They're all wonderful people. Uh, but uh, yeah, we just uh, there's there's a path there's a path to seeing more action out there, and I think Amber pretty clearly laid it out. Um, uh, the next question is uh, it's sort of I, I I don't know it just seems like it's not an experience that I share. But um, is there a better way to balance uh, the Zerging Caldoni? You can't catch up in level ORPs if you are dead from the fifteen full groups of mids. I did not have that experience last night. Nor did I. Okay. Fair. There could have been more. There could have. It could be different today. Although, I, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, if you're having a problem on a particular realm, right? There may be something weird happening with balance. There might not be uh, the third realm, right? Other than mid and whatever realm you're on, that might not be. There might not be enough people. 
Um, th this happens in New Frontiers. It may happen in Caledonia. I, I think it's just a matter of either you're waiting it out, letting it kind of subside, logging in, um, uh, logging in a different realm and trying that out for size. Um, Kota Cadenza says, I got tired of fighting mid, so I joined them instead. They only looked more organized because there were so many of them. I just look um, the there is a mechanic in Caldonia that prevents people if it's a three to one or three to one or more odds prevents them from making any sort of meaningful RP. Um, doesn't mean that they won't do it still, but uh, it doesn't they're not going to they're not going to actively level up any faster. In fact, they're they're probably going to lag behind the other eights that are out there actually fighting and making RPs. And remember, that only applies to the people that are zerging, not the people that they're fighting. So there's a chance that you can end up getting to the level cap faster and you can end up being more successful as a group. I don't know. I, I haven't been in. I didn't see it. I didn't watch any of the Twitch streams midday. I imagine that there could be major, massive mid-zergs. It's quite possible. I, I believe the people who are saying it, but um, just sleep well at night knowing that they probably didn't make any RPs in the process. Uh, and try try again, try logging in a little bit later or switching things up and just you know seeing how that works. And that's not really advice, but that's all I can give you. Um, um, go ahead. My, my advice to it is is it's up to you. It's up to you. You have the power to make it enjoyable for people. You have the power to make it not enjoyable for people. If you have a group and you are a bunch of level nines, 19s, 29s, whatever, and you see people that are 17, that are six, that are one, trying to find a group, just group one person that's low level. You're going to capture that person. They're not going to log on to the other realm. They're going to level up real fast. They're going to catch up to you. They're going to have a lot of fun. Caldonia is the is highlighting that the players determine how much fun we have as a collective group. Try to make sure that every person is having fun to the best you can. That doesn't mean just sit down and let other realms kill you, but it does mean if you see a bunch of low-level people looking for a group, try to find ways to group them, even if it's just one or two people in your group. Try to find ways to get people included into it it's going to help the game tremendously if you can just be friendly and just not try to be elitist, not try to take this seriously. This is just supposed to be nonsense. This is supposed to be fun. Uh, we had six level ones and a level nine in our group last <laughs> night. That, that, that's not, you know, there, that's not lead. That's not trying hard. That's just a bunch of people just trying to have some fun. If you do that, I feel like the Zerg population will help it'll help the Zerg population bounce itself out a little bit. Yeah, if you if anybody watched my stream last night, it, it was clear that I was having one of the best nights that I've had in a very long time. And it wasn't necessarily because like the group was just owning it and we were wrecking stuff, but just the hilarity, right, of a bunch of different level tunes that we're unfamiliar with. Like I was playing, I played a vamp for an hour and I could not for the life of me figure out how any of it worked. Um, even though I played vamp many years ago, I've got like a around like five or six vamp. I could not figure it out. Um, and it was ridiculous. Uh, uh, so I would highly encourage you to go back and watch last night's stream. It was, it was a hoot, but yeah, I it's spent about a, having fun. I, I spent a fight last night trying to be my group's primary healer on a, uh, on a Valkyrie. And um, I had my effects off still from from the Sunday Night Zerg, and I literally stood there for two minutes, 
thinking I was casting a spell before I noticed that I was being amnesiaed every single time. And I was just standing there like a total dolt, just trying to cast the heal and wondering why my group was melting around me. And I thought it was because I was just casting really slow because I was so low level. But no, it was I was being amnesiaed. And I think that that's that's what you got to get out of this. You got to have you got to have fun. You got to embrace the silly. You got to embrace the nonsense. It's it's the closest we're going to get to the game in 2001 as we can possibly get nowadays. Um, I'm just trying to find the picture. I don't think I've got it readily available, so I'll have to um, I'll have to go back to it later. And I'm in studio mode here, so I'm all, all kinds of messed up. Um, I was trying to find a picture of a very funny moment that happened in group, but um, yeah, completely agree. All right, let's let's pivot here um, and let's talk about uh, uh, future ideas. In fact, maybe we'll, let's just let's just swap these around real quick and let's just very briefly talk about Mojo um, and what's happened and the progress that's been made on uh, replacement, which is really I don't know if there's been a ton of progress, but there there have been some I, I've made some I don't know if you'll call them controversial statements. I don't think they were. Um, on what was it Sunday night? I think I did like a little impromptu stream uh, on a potato of a laptop webcam. Uh, and I talked a little bit about uh, sort of what had transpired since then um, there there's been some posts on um, on the Mojo forums. Um, they are have now all been deleted um, because uh, I guess uh, Rob accidentally deleted the thread while trying to remove a post that he had written. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Nobody's trying to bash Rob. It, here's here's the thing. We've talked about this over and over and over and over again. Um, there, Rob says Broadsword treated him like shit. That's those are Rob's words. Rob, as evidence of that, cites a, 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 some sort of I don't know this. Maybe it was like ten years ago or maybe more, uh, where he was trying to get. Um, Whereas, uh, what are they, uh, statues or not statues, uh, trophies, right? Trying to get, trying to acquire trophies to take pictures for the website and um, trying to get like a, a, a handful of them. And Broadsword uh, ultimately only gave him like two of the ones that he had asked for on, on Pendragon. And he was very upset about that, it would seem. That was one of the, the examples that he made. I can't find it anymore because I think that, I think that statement was taken down. Um uh, but here's the the like the short of the long of the story is that Broadsword doesn't acknowledge third party developers. They just don't. They Mythic didn't. Right. Broadsword doesn't. They don't. Um, that's just their policy as a company. And uh, the idea that not being acknowledged is akin to being treated like shit is to me just like doesn't make any sense at all. Um uh, at one point, um, Rob mentions um, a particular person, Lori, I think her name was uh, Lori at Mythic, uh, who was like the only person that he got along with. And I actually know the story of Lori and Rob. Um, it's that uh, Lori gave Rob a heads up that um, Mojo and the users would be banned forever from the game. And Lori was giving Rob a heads up. Uh, that that was going to happen. And that was the extent, not maybe the entire uh, conversation back and forth, but that was really the extent of the message. Um, I don't know. I just enough of this, like broadsword treated me like crap and like I'm whatever, just enough of this. Let's just all move on. 
you uh rob it it seems that rob is really upset because he wanted some level of recognition that he didn't get if it wasn't about money it's all the only other thing could be recognition or help he didn't get that um and uh that's just like the name of the game and it's just time to move on instead of throwing people under the bus i don't know what the intention is like what he's trying to get out of this by throwing mojo or throwing uh broadsword under the bus here but i can't imagine it ends very well just stop let's just all move on it's okay like people you, you're allowed to be upset for any particular reason just like don't make a stink let's just move on it's okay um uh the 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 taking down of these sites that he built with his own time and the help of other people Right. Like the trophy mobs website are not all his pictures or not all his information. Um, I'm sure a lot of it is, but some of it was given right to him. He, did, he embarked on this effort to try and make this website for the community. And because Broadsword, quote unquote, treats him like shit, which, again, I, I don't know any evidence of other than this trophy situation on Penn many years ago. Um, he takes it down because he doesn't want Broadsword to profit off of it. What about the players? What about the players? What about everybody else in the game other than the developers? The developers haven't put out a resource like this. Okay, like we could get upset at Broadsword for not putting together something along those lines. Sorry for this rant. I just like, I don't understand it. But like you did this for free. We knew it was going to be for free. You probably knew. In fact, you definitely knew in the onset that there wasn't going to be any recognition. Let's just move on. Enough of this back and forth or people are talking about me or the audio, like the things that I've seen on the forum or the things that I've seen in in the Mojo release notes, like just just be done. Just all be done. Um, Amber, do you have anything to add to that? Sorry about the rant. I'm just like, I'm just tired of seeing this. It's just like I keep getting sent messages and I like I just ah, I don't want to just let's all just move on. It'd be so much easier. Amber, help me. Save me. Um... I think it's pretty silly to talk about how much time you spent in the middle of the night working on something that you said you're done working on and you'll never work on again because they take money from you. That's just me. If he, if he wants to bitch, if he wants to quit, if he wants to keep doing it, whatever. Knock yourself out, Rob. Sorry, whatever. No, it's fine. I just, I, I just be done. There's so, there's so much, it's so much toxicity around this. It's just, it just oozes. It's like radioactive. Just be done. Okay, um, so uh, in terms of replacements, uh, Mojo is still available for people to download until July 1st. Thank you for leaving it up until then. I really that's like that's great. At least um, Implode is working on one um, uh, there. I guess there will be some paid tiers and maybe a free tier. I don't I don't know uh, what that's going to look like. I haven't joined that discord. I'm not actively involved in that conversation, but it sounds like Implode's working on things. Um, Implode uh, is uh, being helped by Rob. I was able to confirm this like Rob is, in fact, assisting Implode in building this. So Rob is not done from DAOC. He's actively helping Implode develop this program, um, which is, uh, you know, depending on how you look at it, a good thing, actually. You know, like there's there's a lot of institutional knowledge that he has that could that that uh that definitely you know could be could be used and i know implode's uh, quite a talented programmer um uh there's been some development it sounds like pronder's going to uh start work on some of the launch uh the launcher stuff for daoc starter um and it will just be a work in progress you know i i don't there is a there's free and open source tools that are available to use um there's also replacements uh, for multi-boxing if that's your jam with is boxer um, and if you are not running games in the background, you can use auto hockey 
to replace everything that you're doing right now. Um, and auto hockey is uh, will will live on forever. It will not go away. It's not doesn't have to be signed like you have it. You own it. It's done. You can write in that language and 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 just and be done with it instead of having to worry about learning some new syntax. Uh, so, yeah, a lot, lot of options available. And IS Boxer is, um, uh, I, I imagine, a hugely profitable piece of software. It's written, I think, mostly by one guy. And it's used on many, many, many games. It's it supports many games. Um, and, you know, if you want to use it in another MMO, you probably could. Uh, so, yeah, we're just hoping for more of that. And uh, here's what I will say. The last thing I will say about this experience is that um, the more open source tools, the better. I want to see the code. I want to know that the code is going to exist and it's going to stay alive. I also I trust Rob trusted trust currently still do trust Rob with the with the code that I download and put on this computer. I never doubted Rob's trust ever or his intentions ever. And if somebody that I don't have any relationship with or have never interacted with, I want to see the code. I want to know that it's going to be safe. Um, and so open source projects, I think, are the best way about that. I don't just download random bits and pieces of software. I want to see the code, or at least I want, I, I'd like some sort of security audit to know that it's safe. Um, and that's the beauty of things like software and GitHub is that you can go through the code and you can, you can ask your programmer friend to check it out. You can look at it yourself to determine if there's any issues. Okay, moving on. Um, ideas for future events. So we had, um, we had the draft night, the EU draft night over the weekend, hugely successful. 90 people signed up 11 groups. None of them conked before the two hour mark. It was on, on, by all accounts, enormously successful player run. Um, zoo run. Zoo, well, and Toonsis. And, and Toonsis. But Toons. I mean, it was, it's Zoons, it's Zoos baby. Uh, Zoos baby. And he did a great job. Yeah. Uh, Toons, uh, I, <laughs> I know just because of the screenshots I was getting um, and the messages I was getting, Toons was uh, doing uh, the best that she could to try and organize um, the groups and stuff. And Zoo was, I mean, they were. I, I, I don't want to single anybody out. I think they were both heavily involved in the process. And then Ollie came in as a secondary admin to help like deal with replacements and stuff later on. Um, uh, that worked great. But the idea of these player run events, it's so great because it means that Broadsword can focus on other stuff. At least that's my take. Um, you know, no development changes had to be made. The existing rule set was used, right? Existing terrain and map was used. Uh, and then immediately after we had Caldonia. So it was like a one-two punch. It was great. Um, Amr, do you think that there, or do you have any ideas for future, maybe like player run events? And what do you think things look like for the game after like post Caldonia? What's the next thing? Um to me, the, the the goal needs to be to capture people from Caledonia. We need to, we we got to get people to leave Caledonia, come to New Frontiers, and expose them to a few nights. Whether that involves um, the devs leading some massive zergs and just generating action, um, whether that's an RP bonus, whether that's um, I think it's about time for the Ghost Keep. Historically, would have been out sometime around now. Um, it just it, there just needs to be incentives to keep playing to keep logging on 
that's that's what it comes down to. I don't, I don't as far as like specific ideas, I don't know. I uh, my ideas tend to focus in on around how do we just get the day to day to be more exciting? How do we make it so that groups have an incentive to fight groups, but groups don't have an incentive to roll over soloers? How do we have an incentive for Zergs to fight Zergs, but not roll over soloers? Uh, or not not just solars, but eight mans. Um, it's just uh, to me, it's it, it, the incentives are what I focus in on more than the events. Um, Legan says uh, in chat that New Frontiers needs an RP bonus right after Caledonia, and I think that that is like that is necessary. I think that that RP bonuses, for whatever reason, I mean, I understand why if people want to to level up to get higher rank, but I I've, the draw, there's always this massive draw with RP bonuses. It's, so, it's it's that yeah you you log on to play the game you don't log on to run an empty zone i've been on this game at at four in the morning my time three in the morning a uh, mountain time so that's uh like five six o'clock eastern it's a ghost town I, I you can do anything you want new frontiers and not have to worry about anything and it makes it so that the people that played in asians prime time back in the day in australian prime time there's just nothing on for them anymore um RP bonuses, everyone knows people are going to be on. You're also going to have more RPs coming for the time spent playing, so you're using your time more efficiently. And that's pretty much what people want. That's why Caledonia draws so much action is people want to know that if I'm getting on, I'm not going to I'm not going to roam a ghost town for for 30 minutes. I'm not going to join a mid BG or an out BG that doesn't fight for an hour. It, the BG should be fighting every 10 minutes. Uh, that's just that 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 you know and i think that's where the ip bonuses really help is that they guarantee action um i just want to correct the error uh it was bumbles that said the rp bonuses um should be it should be in new frontiers after caledonia not league and league and agreed with it but sorry bumbles that and uh, i apologize i should have cre i should have credited you with that it's true um and Amher is absolutely right it it always drives it um uh in terms of like events i the ghost keep was not super successful last time around and i don't know like there was a there was novelty for the first couple of days but the last time it didn't draw people after like day two or day three do you i do you remember that and what do you think caused it yeah i, I think that the quest the quest events become a chore like uh the doppelgangers are fun they're great um as a person who doppled his way to rank 12, although I feel like I put my time in with my infiltrator, so I don't care what you have to say about me PVE in my way to 12. Um, it becomes a chore, and the game's not fun when it's a chore. The game is fun when it's not a chore. Um, events, I feel like events probably just last too long, honestly. I mean, Caledonia lasting a week is a good time, but imagine if Caledonia went on for a month. It, it stops oh, being it's way too long. Oh, it's way too yeah, long. Yeah, it's, it's, it stops being Caledonia. The, the doppels, they give you a reason to log in every day. Um, you have to log in 30 out of 45 days to, to finish it. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with the Caledonia stuff because I, I don't think the Caledonia tunes have time to get all 300 um, uh, doppel shards. So I don't know. I don't know how many people even care. Um, so if you're going to do events, they need to be weekend events. They just need to be pop in. We're doing something a little bit different. You know, we're going to have uh, a bonus where, you know, I'm just throwing this out of here, out of the blue. Just yeah. like, you know, if 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 a, if if, a, if mids own in GED, every hour, every mid logged in gets 10,000 RPs. 
15,000 RPs. And that just, you know, you just rotate. There's like an objective keep. And that happens for a period over the, over the weekend, like during the prime times, you don't have it on all day, but just like you have it on for a few hours, just try to just spice things up. Just change the, you know, the monotony that as a mid I'm, I'm upset at the Alps for doing this. Cause I'm just tired of fighting an Alp. Alp is an ugly realm. Having played it for 15 years, I'm done with Alp. I'd rather fight in mid. It's a gorgeous realm, snow, beautiful mountains, trees. I'd rather can't go see fight your in mouse. Mid. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't <laughs> see your mouse. You know, get the white Christmas cloaks on so people can't see. You know, just rock it out. <laughs> the game, the game cannot become monotonous. When it becomes monotonous, I get frustrated. The community gets frustrated. The solos, I would say, are very frustrated as a community right now because as much as the bow towns are, are, are fun and you get to, you know, you get your guaranteed RPs and stuff, it gets, it, it gets emotionally frustrating fighting the same person every day because the pecking order is established. My savage will kill these people. My savage will not kill these people. I know that this is what's going to be there when I go there. It, it, it's, it's, it's not fun. It, it, things need to happen to rotate action, to, to, to just churn. We just need a churn. What if we uh, just said like savages today, hundred percent damage nerf. Savages today, hundred percent damage nerf. The as next a, day, <laughs> as a rank 12 overpowered savage, a 100% savage nerf, I'd probably still kill most people playing this game. <laughs> and that's a challenge to you. Come fight me. I'm 100 kills away from uh, another lone enforcer. So, by oh, all really? means, really? Wow. Yeah. All right. Um, let's talk very quickly about drafts uh, over the weekend. You were there. You were spectating, right? Uh, I, I, I wish I got a chance to play. It was super fun streaming it. I actually had more fun, I think, streaming it than I would have played uh, playing in it. Um, but uh, there were a lot of folks, a lot of names that I had seen like dabble in eights before, but not go super hardcore full into into eight V eight. And th I, I think from all accounts, they had a great time. Do events like that have a long term impact on the play style of everybody in the game? Or is it like really short lived? Um, I thought that that varies by player. I know that there's I'm sure there's going to be some people that that experience state man this weekend and are going to be more interested in doing eight man. Um, it, it comes down to what are players doing to encourage it? I'm going to call out just creeper nameless and, and, and Sue's groups. Cause they're the three eight mans that I, I think can think of off the top of my head that I play regularly. Um, they're going to smash a pug. They're going to smash an eight man that just comes out for the first time. It's, it's one of those things where, you, you, you know, when, like when I'm soloing and I see a low realm rank person, I'm not going to fight them unless they want to fight me. Um, when I do fight them, I tend not to use things because I, I expect to win. But at the same time, I don't want it to be just I ran up to this rank four and, and blew them up. It, it doesn't really do me any good. It doesn't feed my ego or anything. And it it it, it can make someone who wants to solo choose not to solo because they're low realm rank and they feel like they can't compete because of the realm rank groups have that same problem where um, th those three groups have played together. Now they, they understand their classes. They understand each other. They communicate very well. They do all the things in an eight man you're supposed to do. And they're going to beat someone like me who eight man's sometimes, but 
Amen's just not like my favorite cup of tea just because I hate relying on other people to really like play well. And it, it keeps it, you know, it's, it's a delicate balance because you don't want to tell someone not to play the game, but at the same time, you got to do things to encourage it. I know that talking to someone like Pronder, um, who's a player who, who I forget if he came back to the game just recently, or if he just started it um, last year, he's talked about running with Sue and, and learning a huge amount of information about how to play the game better, about how to position his tune, how to think about this, how to think about that. And from that perspective, I think it's great. Um, I mean, you should eight man. I think every person should eight man. I think every person should solo. I think it, 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 it helps you understand the game at a deeper level. If you want to be competitive, you should definitely play one or both of those play styles. Um, it's just, how do you capture those people? Cause again, you gotta have, you gotta have something for them to fight. And if they're just going to come up against the same crew, that's going to beat them every single day. That's not fun. I mean, you, it's more fun if there was those three set groups and then, five or six pugs every day so that everyone is getting wins. I think that's what really made this last weekend enjoyable was everyone got wins, everyone got losses and no one felt like they couldn't compete. Whereas I know with IRC, when I've run in, in pug eight mans, people will just throw their hands up and say, well, that's IRC, you know, whatever. And it, it drives me nuts because it's like, well, maybe just, you know, what, what is IRC doing that we should be doing differently? Which, how should we be playing better? But if people don't have that attitude, they're not going to want to eight man against Sue every single day. And I, you can't blame him for that. I mean, but you can't tell Sue to not try hard either. So it's, it's a tough question. Um, you stupid, need more people playing. You Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Um, stupid end user uh, mentions, uh, I'm just going to read his comment in chat. Cause I think it's quite interesting. Um, can I pull it up here? I think I can. Okay. So if Caldonia shows anything, it's the action for all skills levels, bring in new casuals and new people, forcing people to eight man without regular BGs, pushes returning and new people always as they have no fun. 8v8 is the goal, not the path to players saying. I asked stupid end user, are new and returning players only interested in zerging though? Give me your thoughts behind that stupid end user. And he uh, responded back and said, new people can't compete with hardcore players. They need some place to have fun and they will want to get better. So I get, I get that argument like that on the surface makes a whole lot of sense, but do we want, this is a kind of kind of folds into the question that we had earlier. Is that the kind of experience and expectation of like action and what's required in a group that we want to instill in people that are new and returning, right? Like it's okay to it's okay to die a whole bunch. There are people that are in the game that are better than you. There will always be somebody in the game that is better than you. This is true of any game that you ever play. It does not matter what game you play. There will always be somebody that is better than you. There will always be somebody who is better than FYI. Well, that's kind of given. There will always be people that are better than Zoo, right? I mean, that's just the way it's going to be. And it's true in this game, especially because everyone's got their strengths. I thrive on classes that are on light tanks and assassins. I I thrive with the glass cannon. It's my style. It's my personality. I I feel like I'm a really top-tier player at that. I suck at healing. I suck at casting. I can't kite for anything. You put me on a kite class and I'm useless. And, and, you know, you got to figure out what works best for you too. You got to find the play style that fits and, and, and try to do that. I think the difference between groups and solo though, is that it's my choice on whether I want to get better solo. So I can go ask questions of people that solo. How do I side stun better? How do I strafe better? How do I, 
get get these reactionaries and these positionals off better, more often, more consistently? How do I counter this class? How do I counter that class? You can ask those questions as an individual player. In a group, it's more challenging because you have to ask questions that are based off how others are playing, and you have to have those players ask those same questions. Otherwise, one person getting a lot better is not going to make a difference in the eight-man spot. If, if Sue is in a group of just seven total knobs and he's going up against Creeper's group, Sue's not going to carry that group to a win because he's just one guy. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's the argument of can one superstar player beat a team of, of quality players? The answer is generally no. Um, and, and I think that that that's part of the challenge. I like his idea as far as, as that's kind of what the BGs are for. I mean, it's just, there's just not the people. It's just, you got to find ways. This is where our biggest gripe for 20 years when it comes to Mythic and Broadsword hits. Where's the marketing for the game? Where's, where's the game on Steam? Where's, where's an incentive to draw people to come try what is the best PvP game that exists even 20 years later? Uh, you know, we just need bodies. We need bodies. Um, okay, so on that note, uh... Uh, stupid end user says uh, if uh, it was only to die 10 times, then you could beat or compete, but maybe they cannot. I just um, I, I have a gut instinct that there are more people looking for a competitive game, right? There are more people that are gaming that are looking for a challenge than people in MMOs of any any style of game than that are looking at just like because otherwise you're just playing Candy Crush, which is like cathartic and great, right? But there there are um i just think the majority of people that are out there gaming are looking for a little bit of a challenge or something new or something you know exciting uh, and if the the um the idea of daoc was that it was this place where there were these like really competitive groups and there was a lot a lot of action and and the game is extremely complicated and super dynamic and there's all sorts of stuff and the variations on the classes and you just go you can go wild on it um but like you're you're like you're in order to compete you're going to have to learn how to play the game which is again true of any other game is that not the audience that we want to target right is that not the folks that we want to say like hey this 20 year old game yeah it's like it's it's running it's running um uh, uh, an older engine it may not look the most beautiful. It may not be the most beautiful game, but like there's a lot of action. It's very difficult and very fun to learn and very rewarding. And like, you know, you're going to get better at it. And there's all these people to play with. I don't see that as a downside. It's a hard game. I like I thought that to me is what makes Dark Age fun. It's a hard game. Um, when I want to play an easy yeah. game, I play Alpha Centauri or Minecraft, you know, Minecraft. I know nothing about Minecraft. I'm a total noob, Minecraft noob, but I'd be curious to know. Um, okay, so uh, I just want to uh, touch on a couple of things. Um, so first off, some really, really, really sad news, and I did not get a chance. I was going to do it today, and I got caught up with real life work, and I just, I, it was just, I just didn't have time. I'm messaging people at the very last minute. I'm super sorry about this, but I, um, I, I wanted to mention two things. So we lost. Um, over the last uh, few weeks, we've lost two very um, uh, amazing people that were in the community. Uh, Shot Ju, uh, who is Blue Fingernails' uh, husband, passed away um, several weeks ago. Um, 
and uh, uh, I, I, I would love to put some sort of memorial together or help at least in some way, shape or form. Uh, remember shot you uh, and uh, I'm hoping I hear back from from Blue uh, to put something together. But I'm so sorry for your loss and it is a huge loss for the game. And I know it's a huge loss for your crew and obviously in real life in so many ways. So I'm so, so sorry. Uh, we also got word today that Conador Trueheart, who is an armsman in Dark Knights of Camelot, passed away um, uh, unexpectedly uh, back on, I think it was the 14th or 15th of May. So just a few days ago. Um, I don't, I did not know shot you very well, uh, other than I know, um, that like, you know, I know blues crew and I know how, uh, how awesome he was. Um, I, I knew Conador much better, so I can kind of speak to that. Um, uh, Conador was, uh, one of the nicest people I've ever met in the game, um, would literally do anything for you. Uh, I think he, after DKOC split up, he actually went and moved to the shards and played the, on the shards for a little bit. Uh, but, um, like, just like the most laid back guy, he played on a big screen TV in, I think a lazy boy, it was this big, comfortable chair with a keyboard and mouse. Like that was his setup and he loved it. Um, he was a phenomenal player, understood the class, um, was super excited about everything that was happening and would always give, 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 give. So, um, anyway, uh. I am so sorry to both Conador's family and to Shachu's family, including Blue, of course. Um, uh, we all send the entire community sends our, our sincerest condolences. And uh, uh, this state of the game was in no order of importance. We, you know, we didn't bring it up in the beginning or the end. Like we just there's just a, a, a rundown for the show. And uh, but really, really, really sorry. A Amber, do you have any anything that you want to add to that? Um, I didn't know uh, shot shot you. I feel like I've fought him several times over the years, but I don't. I'm I, I, I'm drawing a blank on him honestly. As far as Conador, I being in DKOC myself, I, I he was a really good guy. I, it's um, he was the type of he was that perfect type of Zerger where he knew what he was trying to do, but he wasn't trying to take it too seriously, and he he would have a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, um, and we're gonna. I know the community is going to be empty. Um, you know, cer certain, certainly uh, emptier without both of them. So um, again, um, uh, Blue, I would love to love to reach out, talk to you. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, and uh, I don't know how to contact Conador's family, but love to put some sort of thing together. Um, yeah, it, it was interesting. I was talking to uh, somebody uh, who's like close to me in the community earlier today. Uh, and uh, it is incredible to think that this has been around for tw this game has been around for almost 20 it's, i think this is the 20th year right i'm pretty sure 20th year yep october will be the 20th anniversary um and i've been playing since since beta um i was 14 when i started playing this game i've grown up with this game uh, a lot of people were a lot older than me Maybe not that much older, right? Because like life circumstances, things happen. But like people that I played with, like we've lost, a, we lost a lot of people. And it just dawned on me today. I don't know why, but like 20 years went by in a flash. And 20 years is a long time for any kind of online community, any kind of community period. Um, and so uh, this is happening um, a lot. And it's really sad. 
And it just kind of goes to show, I, I promise we'll make this, we'll turn this stream around. Um, but it, uh, it, it really kind of makes it human, right? That like all of these people, um, they all have lives, things happen, we get sick, we get old. So um, anyway, just a, a moment of reflection. I think, you know, uh, if you've been playing since very early on, uh, it, I think it, it just sitting and thinking about that for a moment, it, 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 it I, I think there's a moment of realization that at least came over to me today that was like, wow, it's been 20 years. That's unbelievable. Okay. Uh, on that note, um, we've got a, just a couple more questions. Um, maybe we'll just skip around a little bit question and we're going to wrap this up because we, I think we set an hour and we went way over, uh, Amher, uh, what is uh, your prediction about, the DAOC service. Can I pull up the right tab about the DAOC service ending year? That was the way it was dropped in chat. Uh, my prediction is that it's still going to go on for a while. I don't know how many people play the game. I have estimates. I have thought about this at length because it's interesting to me to think about. Um, the game seems to be financially fine. If it didn't die two years ago, if it didn't die four years ago, if it didn't die 16 years ago, I don't see any reason that it's going to continue, that it won't continue. It seems like we have um, enough stability financially. I know that they're not drowning in money. I know that, they're, that there's things that they would like to do that they can't. But I just, I don't feel like the game's going to end this year for sure. I would be surprised if it ended next year. I mean, at this point, we're, we've been running on on fumes, so to speak, for so long that it seems like fumes power it. The uh, the <laughs> hamster power the hamster powering the servers is as buff as any hamster in, in this world is at this point. So it's it's got it's got time left. Daoc powered by by fumes and ice wizards. Um. Hopes hopes and dreams <laughs> and rage and and Wilsons. I'll tell you, I, I am going to get a rank thirteen savage one day so i feel like the game's gonna go at least another year because i figure that's about how long it'll take for me to get to 13 so um i am going to go out on a limb here and say even though the question wasn't directed towards me that we are in uh we are nowhere close to things being over for dark age of camelot nowhere close uh, the game is not expensive to run from an infrastructure point of view um staff costs money um, uh, you know, but the game could be ma maintained by, I think one person. So it's not, um, it, it's, I think there's a long time even in chat writes. I'm very expensive. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, you know, it, it, I mean, so it, we, the game must be doing very well to cover, you know, Beaven's lavish lifestyle. Uh, but, uh, in all seriousness, um, I, I think, I really do think that, there's quite a long ways for us to go. I, that's not just optimism. Like I, that's the great, that's the great thing about being 20 years in is that um, it, it, it's, it's not, it's just not an expensive venture. Um, and, you know, I say that and people at Broadsword, if they're watching are like rolling their eyes at me, right? Like what does this noob know? But anyway. I mean, there's no expansions coming out, right? I mean, we, we talk about a server maybe, that, that that's been talked about for years and years and people are still playing. And I mean, we all have opinions on it and we all probably have the same opinion of it, but we're still here. 
Um, you figure every 1,000 paid accounts is $15,000 a month, roughly. I can't imagine this game costing $15,000 a month. But then again, I really have no idea how much it costs. So I just feel like there is a buffer on, on you know, it, on, I, I just don't think it's it's so wildly expensive that we have to worry about it. Yeah, I, I, I'm not super concerned about that. Um, and then I think the last the last question is just like the status because people have been asking about it and we try and like desperately avoid talking about classic as much as possible on state of the game because I beat it. I literally beat a dead horse for the first like 10 of them um, talking about classic. But um, just like a quick recap in January, there was some there was some uh, tease about some information potentially. Um you know, they uh, they have always said they've been adamant that it's being worked on. Um, I have no reason to doubt if if Broadsword is saying that they're still working on it, they're still working on it. When Broadsword has quit projects, um, they have said that they are no longer pursuing it. The UI thing yeah. is a great example, right? They had publicly said that they were working on some UI stuff. And then they said we had to shift priorities. Um, and that was under the current leadership and the current producer. So I... If they're saying they're working on it, I believe they're working on it. The question and the only concern, and I'm being super real here, is whether it comes in time. And what do I say about that? I it is um, it's been expected, right, for a long time. It's been talked about for a long time, and it's just like where on the level, not too soon, like for the game to survive, too too or too late rather, but like where on the excitement level. If it's if it's been talked about, um, you know, are people just like not excited anymore? I don't think we're there yet, uh, but, um, you know, this is where that roadmap, I think, might come in handy. Uh, just having some kind of idea at a very basic level of like, here's where we're at or we're at like X percentage of the of the code being finished or like, here's a cool new feature um that is screenshots you know screenshots uh maybe uh you know or just like a really nerdy dev blog um i we could would also love to see john uh uh and and beeb and greg and like all like i would love to have rob rob denton on the show um you know i i just like just talking just a, even a pre-recorded thing just like an open-ended conversation about like hey what's what's happening um, that's the kind of information I think I'd like. I don't I'm not flabbergasted that it's not here yet. That's not it at all. I know that this is complicated. We just got through a global pandemic like, holy crap. It's not like things have been easy for anybody. Um, we're still in the midst of a. It's not like it's ended. Sorry, I don't mean to suggest that it's ended. We're still in the midst of a global pandemic. Things are a little bit easier here in the States um, now. But the the you know, it's taking time. So that's not my concern. My concern is just the communication and the hype. Um, Pronder says, I would love a five minute video from Rob Denton about whatever he has to whatever he wants to say. Here's an idea. Rob Denton should go on Cameo um, and we should pay. We should be able to pay Rob Denton 75 bucks to give us a shout out. <laughs> that's 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 it. Or it could just be a thing. Um, Mark Jacobs will do it for. Uh, OK, I'm not going to go there uh, anyway. Um, sorry. Sorry, Mark. If you ever catch wind of this, I apologize. I'm only teasing. It's just a joke. Um, okay. Anyway, 
Do you have anything else to close on? Should we wrap it? What do you think, Amber? What do you got? I mean, I, 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 I mean, I feel like it's just communication would be would be very helpful. I look back at the pandemic and I, I feel like there was a missed opportunity. Uh, I see. What do you mean? Tell game. me more about that. I, uh, I just feel like it was a missed opportunity because there was just silence for so long. There was just total silence, and there was a patch that was on that was being expected, and it was supposed to come out in the spring, then the summer, then the fall, then eventually it came out. And it's just uh, the game needs bodies and it needs to have people log on. And if people don't feel like there's a reason to log on, it does not matter whether there is a reason or is not a reason. They're just not going to log on. So, you know, and any kind of communications, even if it was something as simple as, you know, every Tuesday, it's here's the three bugs that we fixed that affect two people in this entire game. And it took us six minutes to fix them, and we did fix them. Here's here's the the statement, and that we did as much. You know, I know that bugs get fixed regularly enough for that to happen. It'd be nice if we'd at least just heard about it because it just gives the appearance. Appearance matters. Um, I would like to just very quickly jump over. This is the Trello bug tracker. This is a uh, you can go. On the homepage at darkageofcamelot.com, there is this really cute picture of a beetle. It's actually quite scary if you don't like bugs. Um, you click that link and you end up in the Trello board um, and it's public where you can see um, all of the things um, that have been reported and unconfirmed. This is uh, players have submitted them um, and Broadsword has not had a chance to review it yet. Invalid bugs. So, I mean, that, that speaks for itself. Confirmed bugs. Um, and then stuff that's been um, stuff that's been fixed. I don't know. Can I scroll over? Yeah. So like as it stands right now, you can see the stuff that's been released. It's live. I submitted this. Thank you so, so much to fixing um, this stuck on a well. There's my little mauler um, in, in Treff that kept getting stuck. Um, that was fixed. Um, they fixed uh, hairstyles. Um, that's also great. Those things visually are actually really annoying and great to see. So they... Yeah, there's a there's a there's a history of this kind of stuff. This is quite transparent. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, just what you said, more comms, the better, more information, the better. And uh, again, the the uh, uh, invite, the opportunity to come on state of the game and talk about your game is uh, is wide open to anybody at Broadsword that would like to engage. Um, OK, Amr, what do you got to plug? You're, uh, um, you're how many how many kills away are you from Lone Enforcer and where where should people find you? <laughs> oh, I'm I'm a hundred away as of as of today. Um, where should they find me? I, I like to rove outside, even though I say it as much as I hate. Yeah, Alb did did you say you just hate it? You just said you hate Alb. You know, once an Alb, always an Alb. You know what I mean? You can't get away from Alb. Um, and then the other thing I would say is uh, consider Midgard. We could always use you. Um shouldn't have even opened up the door to that. Uh, you can consider Midgard. You could consider Hibernia. You could consider Albion. Uh, any of the realms would be happy to have you. If you're thinking about coming back to the game, um, there is an Endless Conquest uh, account type now, which is uh, they Broadsword labels it as free to play. I, I, I think that that might be a, a slight stretch. I don't necessarily think it's free to play. I think it's more of an appetizer. Um, that's just coming from somebody who's played the game as somebody who's subbed for for uh, for 20 years. Um, but it's a great way to get your foot in the door and to try something new. Um, 
and you should hit us up. You can go to the official Discord, which is uh, links on the homepage. You could go to discord.ramicmedia.com if you're thinking about coming back, and we will hook you up with a guild on any of the realms uh, that will definitely support you. That's probably the most important thing you could do when you're coming back to the game. Uh, oh, uh, sorry, play for free. Not free to play, play for free. Okay, that's a that's uh, important there. Um, uh, Pronder says, uh, Endless Conquest is a great never-ending free trial. And, uh, you know, you can definitely play the game um, uh, almost completely in Endless Conquest, but it's a little bit of an appetizer. You're probably going to want to go and sub at some point. Um, okay, that's all I got. Ammer, thank you so, so much for joining us tonight, as always. No problem. Greatly appreciated. I love the conversation. Um, and I, at some point, would love to do a more technical like get get a whole bunch of like you and like a whole bunch of other sort of um, uh, soloers, right? Talk talk more about uh, uh, the like. Uh, oh God, I'd love to get like you and woke and sleepy and like a whole bunch of other folks on to just kind of talk about the solo game and talk about um, the technical aspects of fighting. Um, that would be a great one. So maybe we'll have if you're available, maybe we'll organize something like that coming up in the near future. Yeah, I'll I'll give everyone a quick a, a quick hint. When you go to strafe, when you get a side, put your weapon away. You put your weapon away, try to get on the side, and then use the side style. Makes life so much easier. Too often when people are trying to strafe and get that side style off, they don't put their weapons away, and they attack in an uncontrolled way where they're not ready for it, and so they mess up the style. Just put your weapons away mid-fight and then hit the side style. You'll find it improves your side style rates dramatically. Wow. Something I did not know. Thank you, Ammer. Landing side styles. Important pro tip from Ammer right there. Um, okay, that's it. That's all I got. Um, I would like to very quickly thank our Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash Um, The, you know, the Twitch subs, the Patreon supporters, you guys rock. And I am so grateful um, for all of the support um, to uh, Chester and Siambra, Sticky Note and Pronder for me, Bertrand members. Uh, to Borg, uh, Borgio, uh, Beaven, Ollie, and Shatterdan serving part of the It's Not Over crew, to Bellamar and Quace for saving the game, and Arcanix, Bloodcore, Extraterrestrial, Gravity, Narcothron, Neomatrix, Keed, and Viowin for running it out in the winner's crew. Thank you guys so, so much. Until next time, be safe, wear a mask, take care of everybody around you. Hopefully, uh, you will uh, sub to this on YouTube, you'll subscribe on YouTube, you'll download the podcast, and you'll watch the next RVR stream coming up on Thursday night at 7.45 p.m. Eastern. Have a great night. Take care.